0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 251 of 15 with Andy, Randy and Jeff. And what I want you to do this week, I just found out like 30 seconds ago before we pressed record that it it, is Jeff. Is it your birthday today?
1: No, no, Sunday. No, it was on Sunday. Last,
0: so, oh, yeah, gee, week. we've already missed yeah. it. Well, then, never mind. I was going to have everybody send yeah. you a happy birthday. We but can
2: just move on
1: right
2: now. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we won't
0: divulge how old you are or anything like that. So, never mind. Don't, don't say. I, I thought it was his birthday today, so I was like, well, a day late. But you know, if it's going to be three or four days, that that hardly seems worth it, does it? <laughs> there you go. Yep. Well, happy birthday anyway, and. You know, the thing that we we would only sing happy birthday because we love Jeff. <laughs> Apparently, we are supposed to remember that we're supposed to love each other and everyone else. And and Andy, I I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to overcomplicate this at all. <laughs> I I'm, I'm just not because the more I thought about it, the more I just realized that there is pro- love can probably be as confusing to us as any other thing on the planet because everyone looks at every, I mean, there's different types of love. There's different degrees of love. There's different, and, and everyone sees love differently from each of those multitude. I mean, it's a kaleidoscope. So yeah. it's almost impossible for us to define it and then to figure it out and then to apply it. But the, the, I did want to hit on a couple of points because I think that the idea that we should love each other, and of course you include everyone else because everyone else is those people. Well, you know who those people are. Come on. Those of you listening right now, when we when I just said, and everyone else, like, well, I love lots of – oh, everyone else. There's immediately – like how many people popped into your mind when <laughs> I said that? And how many people – if you if you caught the message, how many of you thought of immediately like, oh, man – Yeah, that's my everyone else. That's the whole, you know, and and whether that number is big or small, it's still something that just seems like, how do I make myself do what myself doesn't want to do? And then further, like, Andy, I guess maybe let's start from this because a lot of people will go, okay, Christians are talking about love again. And I don't know that the way they've treated me has ever felt like love, or maybe it hasn't felt like the love I think it should have felt like, or maybe it didn't feel like anything close to anything I've ever associated with love before. (laughs) How do we as a church, and just speaking to ourselves here at Whole Life Church, how do we differentiate ourselves from one of those organizations or churches where people go, that's just another bunch of Christians that I don't relate to, and I certainly don't feel accepted or loved. How do we do that better, or how have we done it? Where do we have room to grow? Oh, well, we always have room to grow, but are there are Lots there
1: th- of room to grow. Lots of <laughs> room to grow.
0: What, what are we doing well, and how can, we, how can we get on board with what we're already doing well?
1: Well, I think one of the things that's a real, con- a very concrete um, ex- expression of it is our meat worship serve. Ooh, and yeah, when, like the, when the con- when the congregation says, "Okay, let's let's don't just sit in service and talk about love. Let's go out and serve people for the morning, and then come back and have and worship together." Uh, I know that's. I mean, it's only one day we do that as a whole church, but the idea is to help people get a, a taste of what it means to serve and how how it's so important, and then hopefully incorporate that more in their lives throughout the year. Because um, it was Zed Stevanovich who taught us that you know, a definition of love is simply readiness to serve. So I think, one of the, I, think any, I think any church that is consistently serving people, any group of Christians or non-Christians who are consistently serving others are expressing love in a very, very uh, real way.
0: I saw that as one of the questions that got asked in The Loop this week in the chat was about love. And, you know, is it possible? How do we view that as Christians? Someone that you just mentioned that someone is really loving well when they're serving, whether they're Christian or not. And I know we've talked about this in the past. And, you know, how does that reflect on that person? And how do we see that? because so many Christians will say well yeah but you 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 haven't you like last week we talked John 3:16 you didn't say i believed and that's what John 3:16 mm-hmm. says to be saved and so you know what about this what about this person that we don't like can they be saved because they love well because these are the greatest of these or how do well, they butt that's heads again <laughs> <laughs>
1: They're saved because God's no longer counting people's sins against them. <laughs> uh first John three, where it says, Whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Um, you know, it's not, not Andy or Jeff making that up. That's not a Randyism. That's straight. <laughs> I wish it was, 1 but John no. three. Yeah. <laughs> whoever whoever loves has been born of God and knows God, and the person who does not love does not know God. It's really pretty
0: Can we use that instead direct. of John three sixteen? How do we make those two line up? Because they seem to say different things. Well, not different things, but they come at it from a different no, angle. No. Yeah, well,
2: I think I think they're they're saying different things. Very definitely, because one is a reflection of what who the author of love is, the one who gives us love, and the other one's a definition of those who follow and and are willing to exemplify that love in our lives. I like so they, that. They are two different. Yeah, you know, one thing that we have to realize. I was listening to Andy talk, and I'm thinking, you know, it's really kind of an interesting piece in in that aspect that we none of us, nobody, nobody in the world, we can say throughout, you, you know, throughout history, nobody was born without the ability to do this. Oh, I like um, that. So it's not, you know, and it's not like. God gave us life, and then said, "Oh, and by the way, some of you are going to get this, some of you aren't." No, this was this was part of our makeup. So yeah. we all have this op, not, not not this option, but in a sense, it is a choice. That's the cool thing. That the the cool thing that separates us as humans is that we can choose to love one another and put a, another person above our own. Even our own self preservation, we can do that. Animals don't have that choice. They're all they're constantly doing self preservation. They they can't make a choice to uh, I mean, I guess some dogs, you know, you can train them, I guess, to you know, <laughs> get in front of a bullet, but that's not that's not how <laughs> they naturally work. <laughs> right. Right. But
0: I'm and just you're sort saying of tricking,
2: that- you're sort <laughs> of tricking them at that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're tricking him.
0: That freedom of choice but, thing is um, all gone now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so the point is that what I was trying to make is that this is something that that God says, by the way, you'll know who you are when you do this. Because I was created, I created this in you. You'll finally know who you are when you when you finally do this.
1: And a, and a willingness to focal cool option. Yeah. Yeah, a willingness. Will to set, yeah. A willingness to set, set yeah. self aside and serve another is yeah. you know, you don't you don't have to have all these warm, fuzzy, lovey feelings. You can simply choose to say, Oh yeah, I, I know I was planning to do this today, but this agenda, now this person needs to be taken to the doctor, or I need to get them a ride somewhere, or I need to go get this, you know, and you can simply make a choice to, to serve another person. Mm-hmm.
0: So even so even if serving means that I mean do we have to we have to give with a happy heart? Do we have to serve with a happy heart or can we go into it a little begrudgingly? Because let's say this person that presents to us is not our favorite person. It's not someone that we necessarily get along with or let's just say it's someone we don't like, but we obviously this the situation is put in place and we realize that if we do it, if we answer the call it's going to make their life better. We know it's going to make our life better if we love, even if we don't want to. I mean, is that enough that we just choose to do the right thing and give it to God, and somehow just you know I not I don't want to say grit our teeth while we do it. I, I I hope we can do better than that, but 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 sometimes it's hard to do more than that. And is that enough?
1: Well. I, I don't know if it's. I don't know the answer to your question. Let's, let me start there. Okay. I don't know if it's That's enough, fair. but I do. But I do know. I do know from personal experience that there have been times when you see the person you aren't really wild about serving headed your way, and <laughs> you, you, you 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 sort of want to run, <laughs> yep. but you end up not running. You end up serving them. You always, I, I mean, always. I think is pretty close. There might be an exception, but ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time you feel, you feel good afterwards. You feel yeah, good, absolutely. You, you know, you
2: were able to help or serve or whatever you did. Yeah. I don't think we can make uh, you know, whether or not we feel like it or not a very good, a very good, <laughs> you know, sort of um, judgment on whether or not or assessment on whether or not we are actually loving because. I mean the bible points out there's lots of different you know they there's eros there's what is it stoic there's phileo there's uh there's lots of different ways of you know sometimes yeah it's really easy to do this cuz we really feel like being a part of that kind of love
0: yeah and i don't, don't want to do it because apparent. it feels i don't want to do just do it because it feels good though jeff right
2: well it's not well it's, it's not always a bad either. thing yeah. yeah, I mean, those times when we do it because yeah, but there's okay. there's times when we do it because we feel compelled. I mean, as a parent, sure, I, you know, there's a lot of times I don't feel like doing what I need to do for my child, but I have <laughs> to do it. I choose, you know, I move into that, and of course, the child would rather be, hey, Dad, you know, let's let's not go down that path right now. Sure, but I have to do it because I love him. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's then there's times when I need to do it. There's times when I want to do it. And then there's times when I choose to do it. So it's those are all very, very They're valid. We, we can't really leave it up to our feelings all the time. Yeah, sure.
0: Well, what do we how do we know then? Because is there any way that we can be more open to the Holy Spirit leading us to these types of situations, and then counting on or just saying, man, it goes against, like you said, Andy, you see that person and you want to run, or you see the, the status on Facebook, I could really use some help with this. Does anyone know of any resources? And you're thinking, I could solve that problem. You know, it's like, name that tune. I could solve that problem in three sentences or less. By doing X, Y, and Z, <laughs> I have the resources at my fingertips. I could do it. But that means that I'm going to have to interact with this person, and it's just not going to be pleasant. <laughs> so in those in those instances, is there a way that we can just open ourselves up better, or how do we prepare ourselves mentally for those times when – because I feel like there's been times when I've helped someone that I didn't want to help, and I got a little beat up myself in the process. Mm-hmm. because they just <laughs> didn't have the social grace or the even for a thank you or and and again we shouldn't we, you know not not doing it for a thank you but you know there are things that help patch the you know, the, a little bit of the drudgery that goes or the, you know, I know this is going to happen. I can see it. It played out in my mind and doggone it. Don't you know it? That's just the way it played out. Is there a way that we yeah. can just get in a good mindset somehow beforehand and just go, I can do this. I can, I can put a smile on my face. I can love this person through Jesus, through my actions, even if I just don't really feel it. Cause if I don't, cause if we wait for ourselves to feel it, it's never going to happen.
1: Yeah, well, I think I think we, we can give ourselves it. a pep talk. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay, Um <laughs> pep, pep, talks, pep talk's not a bad thing.
0: <laughs> I like that. I know it comes down to many times where you ask for these things, and then you go, "Yeah, but oh, I didn't think you'd mean that person." You know, and it's that that immediate. Yeah, Lord,
1: leave me to someone to serve today. Oh, not him or her. Oh,
0: really? Really, God? Yeah. Well, and that's the part I think that we miss out on, though, because when we feel like I don't know, people that we have this definition of this is what it should feel like if I'm going to love someone, even if I'm serving them, or this is what it should feel like for this to be what we're calling love. And I think a lot of times we just don't get off the blocks and go do something because it doesn't feel like we think it should or we're not giving ourselves permission to just be like, hey, this might not end pretty, but if this solves this person's problem or we can help God in this way through the and help this person – and to realize it doesn't have to be perfect it just has to be done and afterwards maybe if we do it more do we can we get better at it helping people that we don't like is that a is that a thing like maybe I if, think we, so. if we do it more often we'll just feel better we'll we'll learn how to do it better yes and okay okay,
1: okay. i like about, it i mean jesus didn't say love each other and feel good about it always
0: i kind of wish he had <laughs> <laughs> sometimes
1: you know. I mean, well, I mean, I, we take we take the very most universal, perfect example of love. It didn't feel good. Mm. I mean, uh, you know, cr- get up on a cross and dying Oof. wasn't a like a uh, oh this is this is I mean Jesus the night before is like yeah Father I, this is a great plan you know back when we were all sitting around the throne room in heaven Oof, but yeah. tomorrow is the day and I, is there is there a plan B. You That's know, because this is it's, it's not it's not going to be necessarily an enjoyable experience. <laughs> and we we're uh, we're not locked into it having to having to be feel good. It I mean, it's, a, it's nice when we are able to love and it's all, you know, buttercups and roses. <laughs> but, but sometimes it's just good old hard fashion, hard work. You
2: know? Yeah, I don't I don't think that the issue here is. When it comes up, whether I do it or not, I think I think the issue for well, as God shows, and you you mentioned John three sixteen, that that was just natural outgrowth of love. It just we we God we so love he gave he gave. it. That's that's just those are that's yes. a, that's not an equation that if you take you know if you well, take feelings and put it into it that it's going to change it it's just what the natural course of love does and I think that's the piece that we have to recognize as we go do I want do I want to love and if that's the case then I'm then I will always be ready to
1: yeah and then, well and that's, so, I mean, a seventh yeah
2: seventh grade boy knows that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah I mean I, it's, it's actually quite quite natural like that yeah I,
0: I like how that kind of came together because when you think about it not being pleasant, you know, there was never doing something for someone else out of love that was more unpleasant than the cross, particularly thinking about, I mean, he knew every, you know, bad person, bad deed, bad, everything that he was dying for. And, you know, for us, you'd think, why in the world would I do this for these horrible, evil people? you know, why, why would I, why would I do this? And when you put it in the
1: midst of it, asking to forgive them for their
0: own other villain. Right. And in the midst of it, forgive them. Oh, my goodness. And you think about it that way and it, and it puts it in a little bit better perspective of even if it's difficult, we just got to do it. And I I think that over time, even though you look back on the hard things that you've had to do, whether they were for someone else or yourself or... But the things when you've done those those hard things, you've always learned something. And I would hope that if we were more open to just always being at the ready, like you mentioned, Jeff, and just just doing it, that eventually we'd go, you know what, this is tough, but it's not that bad. And you know what, I might even find out every so often that maybe one of these that come at me that aren't maybe my favorite person, I might actually find that maybe I have something in common with them, or I might get a blessing some other way other than just doing something good and feeling good about it, that there might be some other upsides that come as the more repetition that we put in, or even if it's just, what story do you want to leave? And the story is, you know what, that Randy, I didn't care much for him that, you know, but he was a, he was a helpful person, no matter what you call Randy, he'd he'd, he'd answer the bell every single time. And when you think about it in that way too, I think that helps, you know, what's your legacy, what's your story?
2: Well, well, I, I do think we need to realize too, that, when okay, so we we hear there's lots of stories of people who have forgiven, you know, those who have, you know, committed terrible, terrible things, atrocities to not only their family but yeah. maybe their, their children. And and when we say serve, we always have this idea that I, you know, I need to, you know, now, you know, be the good Samaritan, take this person who doesn't deserve. You know, you know, whatever. That's how we that's how we think about it. But, you know, serving another person is is merely just saying to yourself, because literally serving is the ability to say, I'm going to put that person as you know as an honor as a person of honor i'm going to i'm going to honor that person and say that just because of their personhood just because they are a child of god they deserve my honor or they deserve something yeah. that i can do for them and maybe it's forgiveness maybe that's that's all it is to serve mm-hmm. someone sure yeah but the the part that we 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 keep thinking that our our lack of wanting to do that or our our disinterest in doing that is actually hurting them or doing, and it's actually hurting us. It, yeah. it really yeah. destroys that's us. That's true. It's a good way to look so, at it. So this is the part, yeah, this is the part that I think that we sometimes get lost in it because we think, oh, I need to like, have good feelings about that person. And that's not that's, exactly what the, the this point of ready to serve is. I
0: don't uh, think. Yeah, that's not accurate yeah. at all. Well, okay, so this is going to bring us to our whole life takeaway this week, because the one I chose, I feel like we're kind of there right now, what do you think about each of the descriptors of love from 1 Corinthians 13? And we all know that, and if you've been to a wedding, you've heard it, even if you haven't been, or even, I think most Christians would have would have heard this definition, and it all comes down to the last little line that says, love never fails. So my question then is because this was kind of triggered by this takeaway love never fails what is it exactly that i'm doing that i think is love but clearly cannot be because by this definition my love fails more often than i would care to admit so <laughs> when when people look at it because i've i've heard many times 1st corinthians 13 used against christians saying I don't feel this from anybody, let alone Christians. So this, if this is what love truly is, then we're all doomed to really love, be loved, or it it just doesn't exist. This is you know this is some kind of fallacy. But if we if if we realize that it isn't, how do we how do we realize that this really well, if it, love never fails?
1: Yeah, I think you go back and you look at all of the other descriptive words and. You, you're patient. You're kind. You're gracious. You don't keep records of wrongs, and you keep not doing that. I think the fails part is is giving up. Oh, okay. And so if you think, of, think about failing, as in, I, 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 I'm, I'm throwing the towel. I'm not loving that person anymore. <laughs> i well, done. That wouldn't be love. <laughs> you know, the person who who pushes your buttons and tests your patience a billion times, but you go back again and try to be patient with them. You're still expressing love. Um, I like it. You haven't given
0: up. Ah, I was out of town this week, so I only caught uh, part of the loop. I was late getting to it, and so I actually didn't see the message. So I didn't know if we'd answered that in the message, but I like that definition, just not giving up as long as we keep trying. I like that. Okay. Well, what about you? What do you think about 1 Corinthians 13? How have you thought about it in the past? Or what do you think about these descriptors? And how have you applied those to your life? You can always reach out 407-965-1607, podcast at wholelife.church, and we would love to share and talk more about those next week. Now the loop is something I just mentioned, and that is something that's not going to be happening for two straight weeks. So this week upcoming, and then the following week will be our Easter service, and then we will resume the loop after that. So just wanted to just let you know that in case you tune in next week at nine thirty and go, "Hey, what happened to the loop?" It will be back because there's something happening this week, and I I thought I put it in my notes. Where where did that go? What's ha- <laughs> what's happening this week, yeah. Andy?
1: I I don't know, but I'm thinking about being ill.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is Andy's upcoming this week. Andy's going to be preaching the fourth and final uh, installment of this message series, Things to Remember. And the sermon title, There's a Great Big Beautiful Tomorrow. That's going to be the fourth and final installment in this series. And then that's it. Andy McDonald, Uh, is there a horse going to be there like a cowboy hat? Because I can see you. Like on the stage, dressed like it's barn party, and just riding off to... into the sunset—is that how this goes, Andy? Yeah,
1: no, I, I'm looking forward to coming back eventually as a as just a, a complaining member.
0: <laughs> oh man, that'll be a, that'll be a good day. That'll be a good day. So you're not you're you are retiring, but you're not you're not like moving or or leaving or no, going somewhere no. else. You're just. Retiring, you know,
1: just 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 uh just not going to be it. I'm not going to be working at the church for a while. Okay, I'll, I'll be back as a as a good faithful lay worker at some point. Yeah, excellent. That's what we're counting on. That's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got more work for you to do, Andy. So don't go too far. I think that's it. So
1: I got I to go learn how to be one of those people so I can come back. And uh, do one.
0: <laughs> All right. In today's show notes, you're going to find a couple of different things and we're going to wrap it up here quick. But Andy had a takeaway this week that in, that's in today's show notes, just like last week. So swipe up and you will find the 13 principles for how we treat each other. You add this along with your first Corinthians 13 and there's some really good practical hands on things we can take away from the message and apply to our lives To be a better community, to be a better part of the body of Christ, to be a part that's engaging and loving people into lifelong friendships with God. So definitely swipe up and check those out. You don't want to miss them. Don't miss this coming week. There's a whole weekend of programming happening. There is a link. It's Andy. There are some events you need tickets for. There are other events that you do not. So please go and check that out, ASAP, so that if you want to attend and it's a ticket required event, you will be able to get there. And all of that is on the website. It will also be a link in today's show notes. So our final thoughts this week was from a quote in Andy's message that really struck me. It said, we are not to love because people are lovable, but because each is another. Everyone is a person capable of a unique relationship to God. That is why we are to love one another without regard to what the person is like. True love is an interest in and a concern for another person just because they are a person and for no other reason. And that quote is by Ray Stedman from Love Made Visible. June 11, 1967. That has aged very, very well, don't you think? I mean, if that's something that we can take away and remember, add that to these 13 principles, add that to what we already know in First Corinthians 13. And we've got some we've got some stuff to think about and to work on and to apply and to use in our everyday life to make sure that we love each other and everybody else, because to love each other part's easy. I already love those people. It's the everyone else that really makes it more <laughs> difficult. So, all right, that's going to do it for this week. Thank you guys for listening as always. And don't forget, it's Andy's big weekend. So come out and embarrass him and love on him and give him a hug. And because uh, he might be out of sight for a while, just laying low. So if you want to <laughs> do that, check it out, wholelife.church slash Andy. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.